Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Today, I'm joined by Steve Coyle, Managing Director of Cullen Property. Steve, great to have you back on the podcast. Good morning, Gillian. Morning. Well, it's been a roller coaster property ride over the last six months, to say the least. What initial reactions did you experience from tenants, landlords, and Cullen Property as an agency? It's funny when I when I thought about coming in here, Gillian, the um, uh, knowing we were going to probably be talking about COVID and thinking back to the start of it, um, the the twenty third of March was the Monday when uh, I think in the weeks leading up to that we were expecting it might come, it might happen in Edinburgh. Uh, the twenty third of March is when it did. And that seemed like an awfully long time ago. I know, I know. Um, uh, I think as, uh, uh, you know, your question is what what, what happened for us. I think as an agency, um, there was that initial, literally on the Monday, figuring out how people with computers and laptops and phones uh, move from the office with no idea when we're going to come back in and how we get those people home and, and set up. Um, so I think our first reaction was, how can we continue to deliver service? We're a service industry. How do we, do we make sure that happens? And it's all about the people and they need the kit to do it. So the first thing was literally within 24 hours, let's get everybody home and organise. Half the team were already at home because we were expecting it um, so that we can come then continue almost seamlessly to deliver that service. Um, and that involved literally carrying some people's chairs because they didn't have one, <laughs> um, putting them in a van and taking it to their house, uh, the PPE equipment um, and various other things. And that enabled us then the following morning to, to instantly turn attention then to um, tenants and landlords. Uh, and putting yourself in the position of a tenant who's about to go into lockdown, is maybe facing um, unsurety about their job. Yeah. This is before furlough, remember? That's we right. All, we're all experts we weren't on furlough. aware yeah, that that was about to happen. No, we didn't know what was, support was we might most, be offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the most Googled word, I think, yes. in late March in the UK <laughs> was knew furlough. last year. What, what does that mean? <laughs> um, so we all wanted to know what that meant. And that's just before the government uh, and Rishi Sunak came out and said that, which I think was a huge help for everybody. Um, so tenants were worried about their, their job. Would their landlord need to sell? Would they lose their home? Um, our job, we felt, to start with, was reassuring. Yep. To, to say to tenants, look, it's fine. Nobody's going anywhere. You'll still have a home. We'll work through this. We'll talk to your landlord. We'll, we'll, we'll ease financial pressures as far as we can if we need to do. And we were supporting them by um, giving them um, guides, links to the information that we knew was out there. Maybe they didn't. Um, but there were other things. You know, if my shower breaks, will I be able to get it fixed next week if no yeah. one can call? That, those kinds of things. Uh, landlords... With, the, um, uh, with huge respect for them, their first thought was, is my tenant okay? Across our landlords, I think, uh, overwhelmingly, they had to care for their tenant. Not about, will my rent get paid? That no, came uh-huh. in later weeks. The first thing was, is my tenant okay? Is the property okay? Is there anything we need to do for them? And we were um, uh, very pleasantly surprised by that response from the landlord community. Um, in the weeks after that, then, obviously, the most landlords, I think, have a rainy day pot Many don't have a rainy year pot. And, and the, the landlords, I should say as well, the, the, the student landlords, I think, were, were a different um, yes. matter as well, with students leaving who had planned to go in late May, suddenly saying, well, I've left. 
all my yeah. belongings are in the flat, but I've given you notice to quit and they've gone, but all my belongings are still there. Yeah, so that caused some challenges as well. Um, but yeah, and, and the other thing we, we started doing instantly was trying to update people. Not everybody was listening to um, Nicola Sturgeon's yeah. updates. We were trying to effectively be the conduit for those government announcements as well. So very much a communications reassurance thing to start with. Okay, so, and do you feel that there was a quick progression in digital transformation since the pandemic started? I'd be amazed if anybody in the country, if you asked them that question, said anything other than yes, definitely. Um, it's hard to know how much it's advanced us. Um, personally, I think for some aspects, we, we've advanced probably three years in six months. Yeah. Um, when you look at things like Teams and Zoom, which we're all experts on now, um, and uh, but having gone through that process where you suddenly have to... Um, a good example for us was the... Um, in April, we have our annual um, portfolio insurance discussion with, yes. the, with the broker that does that for us. He normally travels up with his colleague from Birmingham and comes and stays in a hotel and blah, blah, blah. We managed to do all of that between the four of us over Teams, uh, sorry, over Zoom um, within an hour and a half, saved a load of time, a load of money, and it was just as effective as being in the office. Yes. That isn't going to change will, again. Right, yeah, it's not going to go back procedure. to flying up and down. Um, we don't need that. There's no, no, no substitute face-to-face, -face, but yeah. Communications, I think, has, has really moved on leaps and bounds. Um, other things that, that we, I think, we're already doing, which was the online applications, the online marketing. I mean, CityLets, I'm here. Yes. It's an online portal. Mm -hmm. We were doing a lot of that already and, and more or less fully paper, uh, paperless for everything we right, do anyway. So that wasn't a, uh, um, a transformation for us. We were already doing that. Um, but I think what the last six months has done, and I'm sure you'll be glad to hear me saying this, Julian, City <laughs> Let's, uh, is really emphasised the importance of having good online communication and presence yes. and marketing. Absolutely. Made a huge difference. Absolutely. Well, how accommodating were tenants of virtual viewings then during phase one of lockdown? How, and how popular are they now with tenants? Have they taken preference over in-person viewings? It, 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 it's been quite a journey on the virtual viewings. Um, and we smiled because the, the initial ones, uh, we, we very quickly thought, uh, OK, what, what is the problem here? The problem is a load of tenants, student tenants, have particularly have disappeared off to wherever, around the country, around the globe. The next time they're back in Edinburgh is when they need to move into their flat yeah. that they've already signed up for, paid a rent, found some friends to move in with, and they'll be coming to collect keys. But they're not going to be here. How do we solve that problem for them? And, and what we quickly realized was if, you, if they have Google Maps, they have the photos, if we can do a walkthrough video, that will help. Mm -hmm. And we started that almost instantly. And, and my colleague Scott said, look, I think we should do this. Let's, let's, let's try this. Uh, the team went into action. And instantly we had loads of uh, tenants saying, yeah, great, I'll, I'll, I'm ho home, I'm not going anywhere. I'll do a walkthrough vi video. Clearly some were studying TV and media studies <laughs> and were absolutely fantastic and they'd meshed it together and overlaid it with music and all the rest of it. Is that the, and the then, Our House one, yes, wasn't it? Was yeah, that... the brilliant, absolutely oh, fantastic and, and, and tidied up the flat and you thought, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, others, the quality wasn't perhaps as good. <laughs> um, crashing into doors and asking the yeah. friend if it's okay to come into a room, that was quite interesting. Um, but we, we've shifted on quickly from that to the point now where we've realised and, and, uh, and bought tech and uh, embraced new software as well, to, that the online viewing um, is, is really made a difference. 
um, a huge difference so to us. So would you say, I mean, are, are tenants now taking properties without actual physically visiting the, um, the properties? We, we, we've been looking at the research mm -hmm. on this and we know when uh, people are moving in and when they're not. Um, over 90% of mm -hmm. our student properties this year mm -hmm. um, and over half of the professional properties we've let since March have been let and signed up for and people moving in. The first time they're physically seeing it is when they're moving in, right. over 90%. Mm -hmm. I think going forward, people will still want to look at flats, mm -hmm. but I think there will be a, a time-saving exercise uh, and you can really only video a flat properly when it's empty. So the, the, the window of opportunity is quite small. So we've done all of those and that will stand us in good stead for, for future marketing. Uh, but uh, it will save time. I think we can, uh, instead of people going um, as they usually have in February, wandering around Marchmont or wherever, or, or um, professional tenants who are working and time is, is of the essence, they don't want to be going and looking at seven or eight different flats. If you can send them half a dozen videos, and they can look at them all in half an hour and say, I'll go and look Narrowed at those two, down. please. And they already know what they're going to see or even take it mm -hmm. because they've seen it. Yes. Then that, that's going to save a lot of time. And it's a, the, the consumer world we're living in is all about kind of convenience and speed yes. and ease. And, and if we can deliver that, then, then great. OK, well... For the first time in 10 years, you know, the City Let's Quarter 2 report recorded Edinburgh's <coughs> average monthly rent dropping by 0.9% year in year. So tell us your experience of how the Edinburgh Lettings market performed over the pandemic and, and how you actually feel it is now. Yeah, I, 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 think, um, I think the City Let's uh, quarterly reports are great. Always read them, enjoy reading other agents. Um, I don't always agree with all the other agents, <laughs> but most of them I do. Um, and uh, a few are probably well. listening to this and smiling and thinking, well, I don't agree with you either, Steve, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, uh, yeah, the, I really enjoy reading them and seeing them. I mean, the, and I looked at the, um, the, the stats on the, on the Q2. Um, did we really expect anything else, mm. really? I mean, if it had gone up, we'd mm -hmm. have been thinking the stats are wrong, frankly. Yeah. Um, 0.9, it only dropped by 0.9, mm -hmm. it was minuscule. Marginal. But I think it's, if you go back to March, so Q2, March, mm -hmm. um, April, May, June, um, bang in the middle of the early COVID, uh, most people were in lockdown, so people weren't looking, weren't even going out of the house to look at flats, let alone wanting to. Mm -hmm. um, we had a few properties coming onto the market from the short term letting the Airbnb, although that didn't really cause a huge mm -hmm. effect. It was more of a, um, a, a scare than an actuality, yes. I think. Uh, but nevertheless, the, the, the demand from available people looking was very low, not many people around, and supply had gone up, if anything. So naturally, you're going to have landlords keen to try and do a deal, reduce a rent mm -hmm. a bit. It, it was inevitable, I think. Um, the, the, as well in, in Q2, we had um, uh, all those student properties. We didn't know whether universities were going to open mm -hmm. again. You know, th this yeah. seems like, oh, oh, well, it was obviously going to happen. Well, back then, we didn't no, really know. I mean, it's only a few months time, ago. Yeah, that's, that we've had this kind yeah. of situation. So it, it feels to me more like the, the pause button was pressed mm -hmm. rather than the panic alarm button. Right. And things just had to stop. Although I have to say, I think it's rebounded already really well. Um, and again, we look at our stats in, in, uh, in, uh, in alignment with uh, other stats in the Q2 report as well. Um, overall, now that we're in early September mm -hmm. and things are predominantly yeah, back to normal, three, I'm yes. almost scared to say that in, in, the, uh, in the current climate, 
but uh, looking at the data, we, we've seen our rents, if you, if you park COVID out of it, and I know that's not easy to do, we've seen rents gradually go up over the year mm -hmm. um, between about two and a half and four percent. Mm -hmm. um, so Edinburgh, as it so often does, has responded uh, and rebounded really well in, in what yeah. has been a, a crisis. Well, let, let's go back to, you know, you touched on um, short-term market or Airbnb. Um, did you notice many short-term landlords switching to long-term letting at the start of the pandemic? You know, you said it was obviously panic mm -hmm. to start with, but, you know, we heard of reported concerns at the time that, that that did happen with certain properties and that they wouldn't be regulated properly. We, there were quite a lot of inquiries. Um, and I think uh, two things were evident. Um, the, the inquiries that were coming through, people, uh, short-term landlords, um, you know, the Airbnb is a phrase that gets used a lot, but uh, the, the, the quality of the property in terms of, not, not, not in the actual furniture and everything else in it, but because they were often very well presented, but the, the quality of the, um, the items and the safety matters, yes. safety certificates, most had gas safety certificates. The things that really um, caught our eye were the, um, the quality of things like the EICR, mm -hmm. Legionella Risk Assessment. Mm -hmm. uh, smoke alarms are an interesting one. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the, there was an assumption that you could just flip between the two, flip it into um, the private rented and then flip it back again when people wanted to come on holiday. Mm -hmm. And when you explained, look, there's safety certification, there's landlord registration, there's um, deposit, uh, tenancy deposit well, schemes. completely unaware, were they? They, they? didn't know any of this. Uh, and I think the, the thing that stopped many was, look, the private re residential tenancy means the tenant has effective control of when they move back out again. Um, and that, I think, was a bit of a scare for people. In reality, I think most people listening to this will understand now that it's here to stay and it actually works fine, yeah. no problems. Um, but for the short-term landlord that really wants it back again in six months, it, it, it turned a lot off. So not many actually made the transition, but right. a lot inquired. Mm -hmm. And the ones that did were very good and have done, done really well. Oh, good. That's good to hear. Well, the student market has obviously been severely disrupted by the pandemic. And in May, Callum Property introduced a personal shopping service designed to help students find future accommodation. So can you tell the listeners just a bit more about this? Yeah, so um, I think it underpins a, um, a kind of one of our um, values. I've talked about the, the, our values, transparency, reliability, being unbeatable and savvy and talented. Um, Scott told me how to get in that in there. Um, but, um, <laughs> That's for those that didn't listen to the last one. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, but we looked at things from the customer's point of view. So don't look at someone as a student tenant, look at them as a customer. What do they want from us? And that's the best way we can serve mm -hmm. our landlord. Um, and what we realized was if you can't be in Edinburgh and you need to find somewhere and you're panicking, what can we do to help? Yeah. So we created um, a simple sign-up form where, and we promoted it, um, where tenants could say, look, here's my name, here's my email. I'm trying to find a, a four-bedroom flat in this area at this rent, starting on this date. So they put the little fields in. Uh, we created a little bit of in-house in software that was able to then say, okay, here's our availability. That's matched that list. And send them the videos of the ones that match their criteria. They could then choose do the online application. They could also call in and talk to the dedicated property manager or contract manager who knew the properties well, because there are always questions, you yes. know, does it look over here? How does that boiler work and other bits mm -hmm. and pieces? So they were able to do that. So online, we were able to deliver that personal shopper service. The, the proof comes later in the pudding, as it were, 
when having done that, and they move in, as they now have, uh, uh, almost all, um, do they like what they've bought? The right. post-purchase analysis thing yes. that the marketers talk about. Um, and I have to say, we haven't had anybody, um, apart from one, right. who's moved in and said, hang on a minute. And, and the one was where they'd received the video about one property and then actually applied for something else. Oh, so it's um, actually their mistake. Two flats yeah. in the same stair. They've gone for two F2 instead of one F2. Oh, gosh, right. Um, I, I, but actually, having moved in, they said, we like this even more. I'd be very happy. Brilliant. So uh, it's worked really, really it's well. Successful. And we were also doing cross-selling as well. Right. So it allowed us, if people were saying, look, I'm desperate to find this, and we thought we don't have it, we were able to tailor solutions sometimes. Okay. So a good example... Um, uh, a group of girls wanted a six-bedroom flat. We didn't have any left, but we had two three-bedroom flats on the same floor in a block just off the Pleasance. Like friends. <laughs> exactly. That's what we said to them. Yeah. And they were able to move in, and they've got the whole floor to themselves, really? albeit in two, two three-bedroom flats, but they're all together. Yeah. And, and that's they were really pleased with that. Cullen Property have also introduced a five-step framework to successful letting in 2020 and 21 for landlords. Um, can you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, it's it, it's something that's it's almost evolved that uh, through looking at some of the questions that we typically end up answering for landlords, especially when they've been managing properties themselves, um, and they start to talk to us because they know that regulations increased and it's, it's it's almost as a health check to start with, and then it evolves. Um, but the five things that are typically coming up, so we, we've, we're trying to do this and we want to put um, our own podcast and mm -hmm. uh, video out on this, is uh, the five things. So it's firstly, do the maths, you know, mm -hmm. look at the numbers of what you're uh, doing. And this came through particularly with the short-term landlords and some saying, oh, I can earn £500 a month. Great. How much is your bedding? How much is the cleaning? The box of chocolates, the wine, the time you're spending, it, the, the booking.com um, commission. Yes. How, how much is all that? And, and is it really worth it? Um, and if you are a landlord already, look at what, what you're doing on the mass. If you if you make it a bit better, um, can you charge more rent? Would, would the tenants be wanting to pay more rent? Uh, so see things through a tenant's eyes is the second part of that. Don't ever look at it from the point of view, it's just a rental flat or it's only a student flat. Completely the wrong focus. Um, third, ch check the legal aspects. Again, looking at some of the uh, details, we found that a lot of landlords have some of the regulation but not all of it. Um, and ignorance of the law is not a defence. So there's no point saying afterwards when you're in court, I didn't know that I should yeah. check my smoke alarm detector heads, um, which, which is something that, uh, by the way, I think everyone should check. Smoke alarms were put in about 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Most of them are now, the, the expiry date is, is up to date on them and you can't see it because it's on a ceiling, but they do need checking. Yeah. Um, for the re research the rental market, um, this has been a real eye-opener over the last... Um, 12 months, the number of landlords who uh, are sitting with tenants who've been in there three or four years, they're nice tenants, they don't give them any trouble, um, and, and you have to think, well, why would they when you haven't reviewed the rent or looked at it at all for three or four or five years? I had a, a chap last week who uh, was talking to, his rent should be in standard market at the moment, about 1700 a month. And his tenants have been there five years and they're still paying the original thousand pounds that they first went in on. Um, funnily enough, he's having a yeah. chat. Uh, we're meeting him next week um, to have a look at things. But that is surprisingly common. You should be reviewing the rent every year. Um, and the fifth is, is, and this is steps away from the, the property, is take strategic decisions. Uh, we see a lot of um, uh, clients 
uh, or, or landlords coming and saying, I think I need to sell, but what do you think my rent could be? And when you do a little bit of digging, you realise that they've had it 15 years, they don't have a mortgage on it, it's worth 300000 and they're wanting 100000 out to do something else, but they think they've got to sell. And when you suddenly say, well, actually, why don't you remortgage that one-third of it? That will only add on X few hundred pounds for the, uh, 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 for the mortgage payments. So you've still got this property increasing in value and happy tenants and rents going up, mm -hmm. and then you've got your 100000 as well. So use your asset mm -hmm. to w make it work for itself. Send your money out to work for you. Um, and it should do very well for you in this market. So it, it's, it's kind of, it's all, well. it's all common sense, to mm -hmm. be quite honest with you, but it's the things that landlords often, because they're so busy in their own lives with the families and work and everything else, they take their eye off the property and, and, it, and it becomes almost, they know they should be doing something, but it's more of a, an do annoying headache mm -hmm. than, than, it, than it being a, um, um, an asset that they're proud of. And, it, yes. Yeah, so we're trying to educate, educate really mm -hmm. landlords and say, let, let, let's have a look at it together. Uh, and we find a lot saying, that sounds great, can you do it for me? And, and we're helping a lot of landlords make the most of the asset they've already got. Great. Yeah, so it's going well. What other ways then have you been supporting then landlords during the crisis? The first thing we had to do was, was um, provide the regular updates. And uh, I think we sent out three in the first five weeks, which is when there was nobody knew what was happening. Mm -hmm. I, I think after that first sort of six weeks and we yeah. were... You know, we all thought, if you, if you remember back, we, we initially heard that it, lockdown might be for 12 weeks, and we all thought, no way, Maybe can't possibly happen. Time, yes. and, and they came out and said, it'll be for three weeks, and we thought, that's a long time, but we'll, we'll see how we get on. Oh, and before we knew it, we were in eight, nine, ten weeks in, and we'd settled then. into this is, this is reality. Yes. Um, we had quite a few, uh, so the updates were really important. We, we had quite a few landlords come into the scene, look, I've got a void, but I know you guys are working your socks off trying mm -hmm. to keep it going, really. Mm -hmm. in, in a world where, you know, what you did on a Monday had changed by Wednesday mm -hmm. and, and the advice had changed. You know, you must do this from government. Oh, by Thursday, having done it. No, no that's, that's actually, right. that's changed. And we forget all this. Um, so... We, we had some landlords saying, look, I'll pay you a management fee. And we said, no, our philosophy has always been the same. We only collect management fees on, on, on rents that have, uh, have been collected. Um, you've supported us for many years. We're doing the same for you. We, we're giving back. Um, so we were doing vacant property visits, mm -hmm. found a few leaks into our flats. So we were glad we did yeah. um, getting around those. Um, one thing we did, the, the accounts team uh, looked at the legislation for voids and were able to go back and uh, work with the City of Edinburgh Council, and this might be something that uh, some of the listeners might be interested in. Mm -hmm. um, there is um, an exemption if the previous tenants were all exempt, i.e. students yes. in a student flat, and the new tenants moving in are all students and all exempt. Oh, the, the council period. tax for the void, which on a big five-bedroom flat in, in the yes. typical areas, might be several hundred pounds a month. Is exempt. Is that right? So you can approach the city. Of, uh, probably the city of Edinburgh Council, if they yeah. listen to this, are not uh, not pleased with this. But not yes, sure. yes. Sorry yeah, about this. Yeah, you, you can go back to the city yeah. of Edinburgh Council and say, look, I can prove my tenants were exempt. They have the details anyway. Mm -hmm. I can prove the new tenants. So you've got to have the new lease yes. in place before yes, you can do this. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, therefore the gap was is also exempt. Gosh, now, okay, yeah, you know, really so we, we were able mm -hmm. to uh, give back to landlords uh, just over £14,000 in council tax that they didn't know they were receiving. And uh, Camilla and Darren were able to say, here's a bit of work we've been doing. You didn't yeah. know about it. Here's some money back. Oh, yeah. and, and just that, thank you. 
So the last Absolutely. update went out last week, and hopefully that's the last one. We're not going mm -hmm. to go, hopefully, into lockdown again. And it was to say thank you for uh, supporting us yes. and allowing us to help you through the summer. It's been a, a challenge. Um, and, and we got some lovely, lovely responses back from landlords oh. saying, you know, appreciate your efforts. Because the team worked, you know, seeing emails coming from people that have started at seven and are emailing you still at half ten at night. Yes. I, and, and that's not just us, I have to say. Mm -hmm. That's not just Colin. I'm sure that uh, all property agency companies through the city were, were doing something similar. It has mm. been a Long tough, hours. A tough yeah, year. And yeah. time. The Scottish Government recently announced support for tenants in the form of the Tenant Hardship Loan Fund and also confirmed that pending approval, there will be an extension until March 2021 of the Emergency Act to protect tenants from eviction. Have you experienced many tenants facing financial difficulty and, in your view, do you think the interest-free loan will be popular with tenants or will they be cautious to take out a loan during these difficult times? That's a good question. Um, the, I think, first of all, well, a few things. It's been, um, it's been a challenge in itself, keeping up with government announcements. Yeah. But overall, um, and I know some people won't agree with this, I, I think they have uh, broadly done quite a good job at keeping us informed. I know they got some stick for being um, uh, a little bit um, uh, too big brother and, and not releasing things. And I think uh, some of the things we're seeing, particularly south of the border and unfortunately over in uh, eastern western yeah. Bartonshire at the moment, um, it's probably the right thing with hindsight mm -hmm. to have not released things too quickly because um, nobody wants to go back again and we can stomach a little bit of a longer one, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it's great to see them coming out with the various help and supports. Um, I have to say, I don't think many uh, tenants would like to take out um, a hardship loan or any kind of loan, interest-free or not at the moment. People are still uncertain of where they're going. So great that it's there. Mm -hmm. I, we haven't had many people take it up. Um, initially, I think in the, when we got to, um, uh, for the April rents, uh, just before they, they, they were due to be collected, uh, we, we collect all rents on direct debit, so it helps us to understand where people are and it saves tenants having to worry about it. Um, we had, I think, 110 people saying, I'm going to struggle to pay. And it was a knee-jerk reaction, because when we actually went and said, look, let's explore this a little bit, so what is the, you know, how can we help, but you've got to show us what the problem is, yes. really. It turned out that there were only about eight that actually really might have a problem. And all, in those cases, all the landlords said, no problem, let's try and help yes. my tenant. And, and th 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 there was a real uh, esprit de corps between landlords and tenants to work with each other and get through it together and and it suddenly money wasn't everything yeah and, and i know it often so it's so it's so often is in property but it was more about look, this is this is life that we're talking about and people's mm -hmm. lives let's what do we need to do if i've got to uh offer half a month's rent for a couple of months to ease the burden and write it off not try and charge more for it later yeah. any of that, that that we haven't seen any of that then so be it and and i think it was greatly appreciated by tenants in the main um, yes. Most tenants, I have to say, have been brilliant, really good. There, there hasn't been a, a you know, we, we can make yeah. from this arrangement. It, it's, it, they've been really good. Good. Because um, obviously the furlough scheme ends in October, so hopefully they'll not see yes. the rise in redundancies. Well, I think that's also a concern for both landlords and tenants alike. Do you, do you it, agree with that? I, I think uh, it'd be naive to think we're not out of the woods yet. 
uh, I think everybody that you speak to is concerned and slightly worried about the, the flu season that, that yeah, we, we talk about every year about anyway. Are we going to come into it? Is that then a, um, you know, a base breeding ground for COVID to, to, to make resurgences in, in various places? Uh, we're all in it together. We've all got to play our part. I mean, we've, we've all had discussions and moans about the person on the bus or whatever that's yeah. not got a mask on. And yeah. someone stood next to me in the supermarket at the, the salad aisle and he, he didn't have a mask on and what's he doing? Um, you know, we've all had those discussions. So we've, got, we've all got to, to, to take the burden together, um, but we, we're not out of the woods. And uh, the post-furlough issues, I, I think, are a worry. Some, some doors for certain businesses that you saw closing in March will never reopen. Yeah. Um, I think there's a bigger challenge uh, for the commercial real estate um, businesses out there. Uh, I think we'll see, uh, we have large financial institutions, going slightly off topic here, um, in the city who, who are saying we've got 20% staffing and we're not going to refill it. And are they ever going yeah. to take the full office again? So I think the real estate uh, market is yeah. uh, in the commercial side has, has got bigger challenges ahead yet. Well, moving on from the recent past and looking to the future of the private rented sector, what do you think will become increasingly important in the Scottish PRS? That's that's quite a wide question. Um, I think if the underlying thing has always been in in property, residential property and property letting, is is the tenant. The tenant pays the rent, and and off the off that everything else uh, um, works. No rent, then it doesn't work very well. So they're the customer, and I've referred to this a few times, and that's how you have to see the tenant. Uh, so what do they want? Because if you if you give this customer what they want. You should, in theory, in all businesses, do well. Um, I think they're looking for quality and convenience as we go forward, as we are in most things. Um, you think how you used to do your shopping, now it gets delivered by a Tesco delivery. Uh, Amazon, I'm sure, oh, Gillian, yes. I'm sure I you've got an Amazon account. No, I don't think I've got account. that now. No. <laughs> yes, uh, I started so it's to lose track of the Amazon orders that were coming through. <laughs> I know, it's difficult. Um, but, but, uh, and that goes through. We, we're seeing the emergence of things like, we've seen PBSA, yeah. and that seems to have, Come mm -hmm. and not gone, but mm -hmm. eased. Um, uh, BTR is coming through in mm -hmm. the um, uh, at the moment. I think basically all these things are going to raise expectations of yes, I'm renting a home. You're expecting me to pay a, mm -hmm. a, a good rent. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do that, but only if the product's right. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the 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 PRT allows people to vote with their feet. So if it's not right you might find your flat's got a bit That's, of a revolving door yeah, and, and they'll be coming back out again. Out again. So, yeah, the, the convenience, the ease of searching mm -hmm. and applying, online everything. Mm -hmm. So the um, quality of the variety of all these different tenures you feel are, are really pushing up the, yeah. the competition. I, the... I, I think so, yeah. I mean, you've got to remember as well that today's, say, first-year student tenant is tomorrow's um, professional tenant yes. is next decade's uh, landlord. Mm -hmm. So you, 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 people are going on that, that journey mm -hmm. um, themselves and, and they, they, they want the quality of the property in the first place. They don't mind paying for it, mm -hmm. but, you, you know, like most things, um, if the product's right. So you must, you must make sure the product's right. But you mentioned PBSEs and built-to-rent um, properties. Um, how do you see these kind of affecting the other tenures in Edinburgh? I, I see them playing a part. I... I, I I think they will affect it because it will offer um, a reflection, if you like, um, and, and shine a light on, on what you might call good or bad practices. Um, 
PBSAs, for, for anyone that doesn't know, purpose-built student accommodation. These are the, the, the student blocks that uh, sprung up around the city over, over the last uh, decade or so. Um, less so at the moment. Um, people thought they might uh, flood the market. Uh, you only have to look at the uh, old Royal Infirmary that uh, passed the other day. Yes. It's going to be a fabulous building when it's fully fully uh, refurbished, as they're hopefully finishing it soon. Um, I think that's it's owned by the Edinburgh University. It's going to add on another 2,000 student places or thereabouts. All those people need somewhere to live. Um, so it's not going to flood the market. The BTR, built to rent, um, so this is typically where you have uh, uh, 30 or more units in one block, is really going to uh, take a, a bit of a surge, I think. We haven't seen much of it in Edinburgh at all. There are the mm -hmm. four or five developments. There are a few more in the pipeline, uh, such as Skyliner down mm -hmm. at Leith. Um, which is is illegal in general, for instance. Yes. So institutional institutional investment is coming into it, um, but only for 300 plus units. Uh, the big boys are interested in that. There, there I think, is uh, as the private rented sector and the what you might call a smaller landlord that used to buy a two bedroom or one bedroom flat, difficulties with tax and regulations and everything else have made that less so. Mm. People are buying properties through SPVs, special purpose vehicles for tax benefits. Um, rather in their own name, even if you just, you know, man and wife want to buy a flat, you'd probably be wise to do it through an SPV. Um, but I think there's, uh, the BTR, I think, is going to really take off. Um, and there's uh, a market for what you might say, the, the boutique BTR, the 30 to 60 unit yeah. kind of building that can be done really well and really uh, sophisticated in the right parts of the city. Uh, uh, if you look at London, look around the, the XL centre and some of the buildings around there and through the city of London, that's where Edinburgh's probably going, albeit on a smaller scale, over the next 10 years. Um, and the other one, obviously, is the MMR, mid-market rents, which, you know, we, we, how often have we heard the term hard-working families yeah. over, over the last two years? Um, you know, and great that that, that uh, type of tenure is there um, as well, and, uh, and really good quality homes, uh, and loads, loads of them being built, which is good to see, particularly across the north of the city. Um, but yeah, they, they all complement each other. We need them all. Mm -hmm. Edinburgh's growing. We've, we've got another, I think, 50,000 people will be added to the population within the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. They all need somewhere to live. Mm -hmm. Well, since the market reopened and the industry's been adapting to the new norm, I've read that Cullen Property have been investing in different areas of the company to best serve, obviously, tenants and landlords. So can you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, we, I mean, COVID has um, shone a light on, on uh, the quality of service, I think. And uh, I think anybody listening to this will, will think, yes, the, their service they receive from, whether it's anybody that supplies anything to their home, um, uh, the, the things that have gone well, the things that haven't. We, we realised a, a year or so ago that our main customer is our landlord client. So what do they want? Again, looking at everything through the customer's eyes. And what they really want from us is to know who's looking after their property, um, know them on a first name basis, be able to ring them up and say, hi, it's John, and, and then go, oh, hello, and know what property they're talking about. Not have to ring in and uh, have the same discussion three weeks on the trot. So we, we thought the only way you can do this is to have dedicated people looking after dedicated sections of the portfolio. So we introduced pairings. I know some other companies, I think, do this. Um, but we, we had uh, pairings where you've got a dedicated property manager and a dedicated contract manager. They sit next to each other and they look after a section of our portfolio. And we've reduced that size. We've actually um, 
um, added uh, more um, property managers and contract managers, but really gone for um, people who are experienced, fully qualified, know how to uh, do the job and can talk to landlords on a really high level about mm -hmm. their property. Um, that's an investment in people. Mm -hmm. um, but we felt we had to do it. We've reduced the portfolio size for each pairing. So this might come as a surprise, but each pairing uh, will look after less than 100 properties. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, a lot are HMOs mm -hmm. and they take more, more, uh, more time. But you look at the regulations that we have to deal with, and there'll be a, not a lot of uh, nodding heads, I'm sure, at this part, that the, the increase in regulation over, say, the last six, seven, eight years, there's a, just a lot more to do. Yeah. And it takes time to do it well. Um, so that's, that's what we've tried to do. We've also invested, we've talked about video, so we've invested in, in tech to make sure everyone's got the right bit of kit so they can yeah. do wide-angle videos if they're, if they're out looking at properties. Uh, communication with landlords, a lot of it is send photos and yes. be online and bring up a, a photo of something on a Teams chat in front and then point your mouse around so you can show them where their leak is in the top corner. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing takes time and you need the people with the skills to do it. Uh, so we feel that doing that has um, certainly brought us more clients. People, tenants, uh, sorry, um, landlords want that kind of a, a service. Um, they want to be able to know who's looking after their flat and uh, and that's what we've been able to invest in. So it's it's going well. Um, a few more would be quite uh, quite appreciated. But yes, it's uh, it, me it makes for a happier team as well, uh, especially with the stress. It's been a stressful year. Yeah, definitely has, to say the least. Yes, indeed. It's uh, we'll be we'll be glad to. 2020. I spoke to someone yesterday. 2020 will be one of those years oh gosh, yes, that we'll you that you don't need to say what happened. It's no, just, just a know. number. It's just a 2020. <laughs> you go, oh my God. Yes, uh, not again. Thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen. Thank you very much. I mean, you've, you've been almost at the other side of the room for this podcast. I can nearly see you from here, Gillian. Yes. <laughs> a wave. <laughs> no, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Gillian. Thank you. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk. Thank you.